This is the Moira Pentecostal Church Podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christmas is a wonderful time of the year. But again, I just want to focus our attention tonight to why Christmas is a wonderful time of the year. And not just Christmas, but because of what happened at Christmas all of the year and all of the years are wonderful times. We want to read a few verses from Luke chapter 2, reading from verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. 24 hours things can change immensely. What a difference a day makes, the song says. 24 little hours. Now, I'm not going to sing it for you, but you know what I'm talking about. But here, we have read of a moment in time that has changed everything completely. A moment didn't take 24 hours God in a moment changed everything. And we want to look at some of the things that the shepherds actually said. We've, over the last few weeks, we've seen videos and we've looked at different characters in in the nativity story. And every single one of them was waiting for this moment, was waiting for a Messiah to come. And what came to the shepherds this night was an announcement from the angels that that moment was here. And everything was changed forever. The shepherds, I want to share with you tonight just a few things quickly. What the shepherds saw, what the shepherds heard, and what the shepherds did. What the shepherds saw... 
It's amazing actually that the shepherds saw anything. Because the shepherds, we have a, a vision of shepherds today that is slightly different. Well, it's not slightly, it's immensely different from shepherds in these days. Because the shepherds in these days were seen as dirty, stinking shepherds. Their character, their, their occupation was seen as a low level. They were seen as outcasts. They were seen as people that couldn't be trusted. They were actually seen as people that you could get robbed by these shepherds. That was the nature of how shepherds were looked at, outcasts. One third century preacher says, along with gamblers and tax collectors, herdsmen were reckon, reg regularly listed among despised traitors. But here we have shepherds that saw the announcement of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Why did that happen? Shepherds are sitting in the field. They're looking after their flocks. And suddenly, it says, suddenly in a moment, an angel appears to them, and the glory of the Lord shines around. What a picture. What a sight that must have been. The shepherds saw angels. The shepherds saw and heard the music and the singing. But the shepherds saw something more than the angels. And they heard something more than the singing. Because it tells us the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. I don't know if you've ever, well, maybe you have seen an angel. I do not know. I know I haven't. But the angel's not the focus here. It's the glory of the Lord is the focus here. The shepherds saw the glory of the Lord and it shone around. I think it's interesting how Luke puts it when he says about the shepherds, they were watching over their flock by night. Then all of a sudden there's a glory and a brightness that shines in that dark night. And look here is contrasting the situation of that night that mankind found himself separated from God in sin. But yet here, the glory of God appears in that darkness. What a picture that must have been. What a brightness that must have been. The God's glory, the glory of the Lord stands for God's presence. We read in the Old Testament how the glory of the Lord would have filled the temple it's talking about the glory of God's presence, God being there, Emmanuel, God with us, filling the, presence, filling the temple and the presence of God. Why is that important in this story? Because all of heaven, the glory of heaven, was about to endorse what the angel was about to say. It was the foundation for what the angel was about to say. Heaven endorsed the statement the angel was about to give to the shepherds. The shepherds saw the glory of God. What a picture. Outcasts. 
untrusted, seeing God's glory and about to hear what heaven endorsed. But why shepherds? Well, two, two things. Because Christ would identify with the outcast. Christ was coming to this earth to meet those and to deal with those who were outcasts. And that was his all. We were outcasts from his kingdom, outcasts from his presence. Yet he was going to make a way where we could come into his kingdom. Christ identified with the outcasts. But I think secondly, it's more important, Christ was to be the good shepherd. He was to be the shepherd of shepherds. He was to come and be the real keeper of the flock. He was going to come and shepherd his people. We read at this time of the year, Micah 5, and reading from verse 2, But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is, to, is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. Listen to verse 4. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Christ is the good shepherd that would come, that was promised hundreds of years before. We've seen the wise men. There had hardly been a word in 400 years. And there's an announcement to shepherds of the good shepherd that has come into the world. What a picture. Second Samuel 5 tells us about King David, the king who was to shepherd the people of Israel. David was that shadow of the true king who would shepherd his people. That's why he came to the shepherds. Luke just doesn't write this to fill space. He's saying the good shepherd has come to us. Christ's ministry was one of a shepherd. That's what the shepherds saw. But what did the shepherds hear? What did the shepherds hear? And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Fear not. Fear not. Now we could say that the angel or the shepherds were in great fear because they saw the angel. But that's not actually what it says. Because if you look at what the angel says, he says, Fear not, for behold. For behold. It's connected to the statement that's about to come. Do not fear, because I bring you good news of great joy. Isn't it interesting? They had great fear. And the angel says, I bring you good news of great joy. Great fear has been replaced by great joy. Great joy has arrived on earth at this moment to the shepherds. Fear not, for behold... The original is in the present tense. 
And it's an encouragement to us to keep beholding. We need to see this statement played out in Christ. Behold. What are you beholding this Christmas? What do you see? I know the busyness of Christmas, the rushing about, the buying of presents, the planning for the dinner. I love all of that. Love the food too much. But we're called to behold something different this Christmas. I love all of that. And it's good to celebrate and spend time with family. I listen to people in work during the week and I hear them talking and saying, what is Christmas about? And I'm listening just in the background. What's oh, about love? It's about spending time with family. But it's not. That's not the main point. We're to behold something different. It's about Christ. Behold, for I bring you good news of great joy. I love the way Luke puts it. Good news of great joy. He didn't say, I bring you news and joy. He says, I bring you great, good news of great joy. And again, the tense of the word good there is ongoing. It's always good news. The gospel is always good news. To those who have experienced it, the gospel is always good news. Good news produces great joy. When we focus upon the Lord, when we behold him, that good news produces great joy. And I love the word great there. And we can talk about the amount of it. But actually, the tense of it is the quality of it. It's not great because of its size. It's great because of its quality. We look at the diamonds today. And yes, some big diamonds. But they're cut and they can be very small. But they can be priceless. The quality is there. There's no greater quality of joy than in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's good news with great joy. We speak of eternal life. And it's the same sense. It's not about the time. It's about the quality. Eternal life is about the quality. Great joy is about the quality of that joy that only Christ gives. And Luke hasn't got to the statement yet. He hasn't made his point. But he's building their anticipation. Behold, fear not. I bring you good news and great joy. And the shepherds could be saying, what's he going to say next? Because sometimes we focus on the good news and the great joy and we don't go on to the next statement. Where is the good news and the great joy grounded in? Well, the angel goes on to say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. The good news and the great joy is grounded in a Savior. And then it tells us his name. He is Christ the Lord. That's where the foundation of the good news is. The angels didn't come with an add-on to the law 
It didn't come with more regulations. didn't come with more rules. didn't come with a, a practice to be followed on top of what had already been given. He came and announced the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Christmas is, is about a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what they heard. This was the proclamation of the angels. Born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And it's interesting that he puts before it in the city of David. David was born in Bethlehem, King David. But also when we hear the city of David, we have to look to Jerusalem. And what was in Jerusalem? That was the seat of God's presence in the temple. The Ark of the Covenant represented God's presence. The king has come. The seat of the king was in Jerusalem. But the king and the savior, Emmanuel, has come to dwell with his people. He is Christ the Lord. And even saying Christ the Lord, Again, shepherds would hear the word Christ. Christ is more of a title than a specific name because Christ means the Messiah. And that would have taken, taken the shepherds right back to Genesis 3.15 where God promised there would be a seed that would come from Eve who would crush Satan's hold over a people. This is why Luke puts it all like this, because he's joining all the dots from way, 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 way back in time to this very moment. That's why this statement that the angels make is so important for us to see the details of it. It's not a statement to fly through. It's a statement to be devoured and looked at and mulled over to what it is actually saying. Born to you this day in the city of David, a king, God himself who will save his people from their sins, Matthew tells us. You will call his name Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. A savior who is Christ the Lord. More, just one last point what the angels heard or the shepherds heard. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. We started out by saying that the shepherds were outcasts. But here the angel says, I bring you, you outcasts, you that are rejected, you that can't participate in the Mosaic law because of your occupation, because of your nature. You, I give you good news and great joy. There is a Savior, and he is Christ the Lord. But it's also for all the people. We're sitting here tonight, and we're involved in that statement. For all the people. It was for the shepherds, and all Jerusalem and Israel in those days, for all those people, 
but it's for all us people here tonight. We hear there is a Savior, and he is Christ the Lord. What a statement the angel makes. The focus has to be upon the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So what the shepherds saw, what the shepherds heard, what did the shepherds do? Verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And as we sometimes could read that and think the shepherds went to see if it was true. But that's not what it says. Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They were convinced. The glory of God was alive in their hearts. They saw it with their eyes, but it was alive in their hearts. And they were convinced that this had already happened. There was no doubts in their minds. They didn't go to see. Is it true? They went to worship. They went to see and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They went to see their Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, this is the second thing they done, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. They witnessed. They evangelized. They spread the word. For us as Christians tonight, Christmas is about the Savior, Christ the Lord. And we need to tell others. We need to shout it from the rooftops. We need to say Christmas is about a Savior. Yes, it's about love. But if that love is not grounded in Christ the Lord, then it's not about a love. It's about a love, but not the love. The shepherds went to see and to witness. They saw, they heard, and they did. Have you saw the Savior tonight? Do you know him tonight? Is Christmas about the food, about the family, about a, an idea of love? If that's what it is, then you haven't seen him. But the angel announces there is a Savior, and he is Christ the Lord. I encourage you tonight, the pastor's going to come in a moment, I encourage you tonight to behold the real reason for Christmas, the Savior, Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that the darkness is gone. We thank you, Father, that a light has shone. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Father, we were dead in sins, in darkness, hopeless, without hope outcasts from your kingdom, 
outcast from your presence. But you sent your son, Jesus. You sent him as a baby to this earth. Inconspicuous as it was. Low key. In a corner. But he would grow. And he would mature. And then he would set forth on his ministry that you sent him to do. And he would die on a cross. And he would shed his blood. And he would set a people free through that blood. And he rose again. And he is risen. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he intercedes for his people. Father, we have everything tonight. We have put our trust in you. We have everything tonight. We have been saved, set free, given a new life in Christ. Your first coming was low-key, was in the corner. But your second coming is going to be glorious. You are going to come and every eye will see you. And every tongue will confess. And every knee will bow that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we give you the glory tonight. We give you the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information, www.mpc.org.uk.